Welcome to the Chicago Golf Report Podcast, brought to you by ChicagoGolfReport.com, covering everything golf in Chicago. Our guest this episode is golf fitness expert Mark Toll, who is the president of Golf Fitness Chicago and has over 18 years of experience in athletic training and strength and conditioning. In addition to golfers, Mark works with athletes at all levels in a variety of sports. Mark's a licensed athletic trainer, he's a certified strength and conditioning specialist, and is also a certified personal trainer and a Titleist Performance Institute certified instructor. To learn more about Mark, you can visit chicagogolftrainer.com. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Uh, Before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you've gotten to this point in your career? Well, I'm certainly a play golfer probably over 40 years or so. I started when I was young and pretty passionate about it. played a couple of years of high school golf. And uh, I was always interested in fitness and health and uh, uh, wellness and things like that. And and I actually got involved in uh, athletic training. So my background, my, my professional background is uh, specifically sports medicine, rehab, athletic training. I had a, a master's degree in exercise science, but uh, also uh, – I'm a certified athletic trainer uh, nationally and in the state of Illinois, and I, I came to Chicago uh, from downstate in 1990 and started working with a, a large healthcare company in the area of uh, outpatient physical therapy and sports medicine. Did a lot of things from an athletic training standpoint, but uh, the, more, the more recent company that, uh, that I worked with, the same kind of uh, deal where they're, you know, they ran outpatient physical therapy clinics was Health South Physical Therapy, and they had a large, uh, uh, large company involved in a lot of sports medicine and sports activities, and they became the uh, sponsor on the PGA Tour. So they sponsored the uh, fitness fans on the men's tour, the women's tour, uh, and the uh, senior tour. And I got involved in that. With the, there's another gentleman in the Chicagoland area that uh, is a physical therapist, and he's actually still involved on the on the tour band. But we kind of led the uh, led the efforts here in Chicago, developing uh, and working with the Health South uh, Golf Program. Uh, I actually worked on the LPGA Fitness Van for one uh, uh, one uh, event several years ago. But I was all, you know, it was just a great fit with my passion of golf and fitness and helping, you know, rehab athletes and and things like that. So what I did is I actually uh, broke away from, uh, uh, stopped working with Health South and uh, started my own business called Golf Fitness Chicago. Uh, I did live in the city. Now I'm out here in Northbrook uh, where I, uh, you know, focus, you know, just right with golf. Uh, 90% of my clients are golfers, and, uh, you know, I implement all the things I learned with, with the Health South program as well as I'm uh, – certified through the Titleist Performance Institute, so I, I, I use their model as well. And uh, just, you know, take one golfer at a time, one client at a time, and I just love uh, seeing improvements in people's games. And, you know, of course, I've applied it to my own game as well. And uh, so that's kind of how I've gotten here, and, uh, you know, it's such a big part of my life. I just love working with uh, golfers. So what kind of uh, what kind of level of golfer do you work with at Golf Fitness Chicago in terms of the handicaps? I mean, is it a, you know, are you work with more advanced type of people or all levels or what kind of audience do you have? 
all levels. Uh, I have worked with uh, local club pros, uh, uh, scratch golfers, competitive amateur golfers. I've worked with higher handicap, uh, you know, 20, 25 beginners, uh, whether you're, uh, you know, man, woman, or even a child. I have worked with some junior golfers. I'm uh, actually doing some junior golf work here in Northbrook. so it's a whole whole gamut, you know. I, I do tend to see some people that have been injured, have got chronic uh, problems, or have had a recent problem and gone through rehab or had uh, surgery because because uh, I've worked in that realm and it's just a great fit because then they can work with somebody who knows what a spinal fusion is or knows what a total hip replacement is and uh, you know the contraindications and and knows the golf swing and the things to do. So, uh, so it is, you know, it's a wide variety of clients. You don't have to be a, a high-level competitor. Uh, you can be a beginner. You can be, you know, seniors. I do work with, you know, older uh, golfers as well. So it's a, a wide variety. So based on your experience then, uh, what can you give us some ideas as far as maybe some initial steps for people who don't implement a uh, fitness program with, them playing golf you know they just go out to the course and they play there's nothing in between can you give us some ideas on what to begin with what you can start implementing right away to help with your flexibility in your overall golf game sure i kind of i look at it from uh you know it's like a a four or five step process you first you need to you know define your goals you need to figure out what you really want out of your golf game if you're just a beginner you just want to be able to walk you know, 18 holes or nine holes, or, you know, if you're competitive and you really want to improve your distance, uh, lower your handicap, uh, if you want to, uh, uh, you know, correct swing faults, you kind of, you know, that's kind of the first step. You need to figure out what what are those things that you really need to improve, you really want to, you're motivated to uh, accomplish, whether it be a, a, a goal, you know, winning a tournament or making a uh, high school team. Uh, you know, that kind of defines your your starting point. It kind of gets you going on the right path. It's almost like, you know, if you're taking a, a road trip, you're jumping in a car with the wife and kids or your buddies or whatever, and you're going somewhere, you got to you have a destination. You've got to have a roadmap. And this is, uh, you know, that's part of any process. You, you need to start with that roadmap. Uh you know, it doesn't matter if you just want to be able to, you know, get in better shape as well. So uh, knowing that is very, very helpful. That's a good starting point. Uh, next, you kind of have to, you have to know your body. You have to uh, know whether you are flexible, whether you need to be stronger. That's, that's part of knowing your goals. I'm, you know, I've always been tight. I need to get more flexible. Uh, or I, you know, want more distance. I want to get stronger. I want more power. My posture is really, really poor. Uh, and you, you can do this through a self-assessment. Knowing your body is very helpful. But working with a uh, fitness professional, a golf fitness professional, is very helpful as well because that's, you know, it's a second set of eyes that are looking at you and can do this assess, do an assessment. I'll talk about that in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, you, you need to have like. Uh, a good sense of where you're at physically as well as uh, 
uh, your golf swing. You know, what are those swing faults? We all have them, <laughs> you know. Uh, what are those restrictions in your swing? What's your teaching professional uh, trying to get you to do in your swing? Uh, if you don't have a teaching professional, you know, it's still just about knowing your body and, and things that you want to be able to uh, accomplish. Uh, I do a lot with working with a teaching professional. You know, I will personally, I'll go to a golf lesson with one of my clients and talk to them about the, you know, the kinematics of the swing and where they're breaking down or losing power. And then I can relate that to a, uh, a physical restriction. Uh, you know, if you, have a, if you have an injury, it's really important to work with that physical therapist or that doctor. Do you have that permission to, to start swinging? You know, is your body ready to do that? Do you need to condition your body to get to the point where you can play? Uh, things like that. So uh, you really need to kind of do a mental assessment of where you're at physically or with a, with a a professional, uh, a fitness professional that can actually do a uh, an assessment. Mm-hmm. You, I can talk about the assessment a little bit, things that people can look for. Sure, yeah, I think that would be very helpful. You know, your posture is, is a big thing, and, and even having uh, somebody else look at your posture, you've got to be able to have that good posture in that setup position. Uh, in my assessments, I go through a, a pretty detailed uh, look at the body, looking at your posture, looking at flexibility, looking at your, uh, we call it core strength. I kind of, I, I like to describe it as more stability, looking at, uh, uh, you know, what kind of condition you're in. Do you need to lose weight, things like that. I mean, I do a pretty, uh, a pretty good look at uh you know, what your mobility is in your hip joint, for example, or in your shoulder joint. Are you able to turn on that right hip? Uh, are you able to uh, disassociate between your shoulder turn and your pelvic turn? Uh, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, what are your functional movements looking like, such as uh, uh, a deep squat? Uh, can you do a lunge? What's, you know, how's your nervous system working and coordinated? Do you have that balance and things like that? Uh, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty good assessment tool, and I always put the results with that, with uh, the information I'm getting from the golfer as well as from the golfer's teaching professional, and that's how you design programs mm-hmm. based on that assessment. Uh, designing a program is pretty much the next step. Uh, it's like I just mentioned; it's based on where you are physically and uh, what kind of swing faults you have, what kind of things you want to specifically improve, how much time you have. Uh, I kind of look at it like a, a performance pyramid. If you could visualize a pyramid with three levels, at the, the bottom level is, uh, you know, the fundamentals or functional movement patterns. There's a lot of research that uh, tells us if you lose uh, a fundamental movement, such as squat, functional movement patterns such as even rolling or crawling that your coordinated efforts in a more complicated skill such as golf isn't going to be as as, uh, as good as if you've got those fundamental patterns developed. So I build this pyramid, so to speak. So, uh, you know, in, in through the assessment and through developing the program, you, you know, want to make sure that those fundamentals and those functional movement patterns are pretty sound, just like a teaching professional that's showing uh, – 
teaching the golf swing. You need to start with the fundamentals as well. Uh, and then the next level, of that, that performance pyramid, as you will, uh, is the golf fitness and conditioning. And this is where you really uh, work on the mobility and the stability and the strength and the posture and things like that. You don't want to do that first, and that's a, a problem I see a lot of people doing is that they just jump right in, they do a golf fitness exercise that they saw in a magazine, and they could be doing, we call it layering fitness on top of dysfunction. You want to make sure you have good function underneath before you start layering, uh, putting conditioning and fitness on top of that. Uh, and then the top of the pyramid is the real specific golf skill and instruction that uh, people should have all the way through in working with a, you know, a fitness professional is that, you know, that position of the swing, you know, those, those little nuances that, uh, uh, that a golf professional sees in your swing or corrections in your swing fault that they're trying to get you in is once you have the good fundamentals and you've got that conditioning building on top of that, those skills uh, will be, be a lot easier to build in the golf swing. Uh, when I was talking about functional or fundamental, I just want to mention, you know, the developmental patterns. I'm, I'm really interested in this because we have found or we see that, you know, as a, I have two young girls, they're four and three, and I can't wait till they get old enough where we can go out and play. But, you know, you watch kids develop and developing their head control and their rolling and their sitting and crawling and squatting. And you need to make sure that those are developed even at an adult level to build that functional and that fundamental positioning uh, that you put fitness on top of, that you put any skill, whether it be playing tennis or golf. Uh, very important stuff. Can Can you explain uh, that a little bit more? Yeah. Uh, we develop, you know, our core stability, or uh, a lot of fitness professionals talk about core strength. I, I look at it as stability. You can't, it's, uh, a, a lot of people use an example, you can't shoot a cannon out of a canoe because the canoe isn't stable. So anything you do with your extremities, your arms and your legs from a functional movement standpoint, you need a neurological control of the trunk or the core. And that is developed in infancy. It's developed with, you know, the way that the infant rolls over. Do they have, have they developed the stability in their trunk to move their head and then move their arms and then to roll? A rolling pattern is a stability pattern. Uh, the crawling pattern is a stability pattern where you're on hands and knees. And uh, those patterns oftentimes either are delayed in, in infancy, never were developed, or even skipped. Sometimes kids will go right from, you know, they may crawl for four, a very short period of time and then go straight to walking. And so they're missing some of those stability patterns. So in your uh, a sports skill, a more refined sports skill, you, you almost have to go back and call upon those neurological stability patterns in order to uh, develop a, uh, a sports skill. So, uh, you know, in the golf swing, what happens, certainly I'm not a golf professional, uh, but the TPI has done a lot of, that's the Titus Performance Institute, has done a lot of work in uh, the sequence of the golf swing. They call it a kinematic sequence. And what that is, 
if the processor changed from um, you load the system in your backswing and then you unload it in your you know downswing and follow through. But body segments move at different points in the golf swing. So as you load the top of your backswing, your legs and feet are going to move fat first, and then your pelvis is going to follow. But when your pelvis starts to move, your legs slow down. It's called it's it's almost like an eccentric control. And then as your pelvis speeds up, moves transfers that energy up through your core, your your stability patterns have to control that energy. So if you didn't have the control and stability, that energy that was uh, that started in the backswing and that, that that coiling in the backswing, that energy isn't going to be controlled through a systematic release. So you know your shoulder turn is faster than your pelvic turn. Your arms are faster than your shoulders. Your club is faster than your arms. So that's how you get that power right at the impact. So you have to have that stability pattern in your system, and uh, uh, for the golf swing and any other any other uh, activities. So it goes. It's really kind of interesting stuff as you go back. It's, it's those uh, those functional fundamental movement patterns that we did develop or maybe delayed or didn't develop when we were infants. So, Mark, you were talking, you talked early at the beginning about, um, you know, defining your goals, and then, um, you know, part of that, I think, would be the expectations. And, and I think one of the problems most golfers have is their expectations sometimes get out of whack. You know, you have a good round, and then you're all of a sudden that's your expectation that you would uh, – uh, should be attaining each time out. Now, I'm assuming that's the same thing with their fitness levels. How do you work with people to define what their expectations should be about their body? You know, that the the way when they first come to you, what their expectations realistically are, and then how do you work with them to set up goals so that they can um, achieve those goals, but they're still realistic enough to achieve? Yeah, that comes back to the assessment. The assessment is is quite revealing when you ask somebody to do a, a fundamental movement, such as a squat, the squat pattern. Uh, we know the TPI has done a lot of work, and if you're not able to do a deep squat, you tend to come up out of your posture. So, if you know, I explain this as I'm working with people as we go through the assessment that, you know, you need to be able to do, you know, a much better squat. This is what your squat looks like. This is where I think we can get you to. Uh, or mobility, for example. We know uh, the hips, internal, external rotation. We need, uh, I think it's uh, close to 35, 40 degrees of internal rotation in the hips is what's seen on the, on the tour. And I'll measure somebody and it'll be 10 degrees. And so it's very revealing from a physical standpoint. You know, you're tight here. I think, you know, based on what I see, your age, uh, you know, problems, any kind of histories of injuries and things like that. We, you know, it's, you pretty much can get a good idea of, okay, I really think we can get you to 35 degrees in this hip. You know, you don't have any injuries. You're pretty young. And uh, so we build upon that assessment. That kind of helps. Uh, guide them from a realistic standpoint. Yes, I think we can improve this physically. Uh, now, how does that carry over into the, your golf game and your golf swing? You know, I, I, I do relate, you know, how important it is for 
you know, hip rotation when you're going into your backswing. Uh, you know, you're going to help prevent trash in your back. Uh, you, I talk a lot about uh, disassociation between the shoulder turn and the pelvic turn. And if people don't have that control, you know, that could lead to things like over the top. So it's, it's really identifying the physical limitation, showing them how it relates to the golf swing, and then realistically saying, you know, I'm not, you know, if it's a 70-year-old gentleman, I'm not going to make you look like you're 25 or have a flex boot, but I can probably increase you by 5 or 10 degrees, things like that. So I'm measuring, measuring them objectively and, uh, of course, giving them my, uh, you know, years of experience information as to what is expected and, uh, and reachable. And, you know, and then that's where I come up with the program. It's, you know, as long as you do it, you know, as I ask, you know, those results will come. And, if, and, and we do a lot of reassessing as well. If you have a problem that's not working, I always go to different tools in my toolbox, so to speak, because you could stretch a hamstring as, as long as you want, and sometimes it just doesn't get more flexible. There's a lot of other ways to get there. So it's, it's kind of putting the whole puzzle together to, to laying out the plan, and this is what, you know, I really think we can get you, you know, increase your hip mobility. That's going to help you in your backswing and, you know, if you're working with a golf professional, it's even uh, a lot more revealing because then, and then you have got that communication and they can say, oh, yeah, now I can get you in this better position and we can get her over to a better swing and, you know, expect to improve your scores. So then I, I guess that leads to uh, I have one final follow-up question for you then. You know, we're talking about uh, – kind of uh, taking an existing golfer and, and what we can do to help mold them back, uh, or maybe even take them to another level that they've never been to. Now, you mentioned about your daughters. What would you suggest for young people just starting out in terms of, you know, like when your daughters get old, old enough to play, what would you suggest to, to them to start off with and continue the rest of their life with in terms of a golf fitness program? Uh, my... My belief and philosophy regarding, you know, kids, children, is that make sure to be involved in a lot of different activities. Be a kid. Have fun. Don't just play golf, for example. Just don't focus right in on the golf. It's okay to be serious about that and to uh, but be involved in other sports. Uh, I'm working with the Northbrook Junior Travel Team, and, you know, one kid uh, was telling me he plays ping pong, and I'm like, that's awesome because of the eye-hand coordination that you get from ping pong. Uh, I know a lot of golf professionals, and even the TPI has this philosophy, they would much rather have a, a really good, uh, fast, powerful swing in a kid with, with no control versus somebody that has a lot of control, can hit it down the middle, but doesn't hit it very far. In other words, it's your... As you grow up, you want to make sure that you can develop power and speed. So, you know, with my two kids, my four-year-old was swinging, that, and she had kind of a heavy club. I, I, I got to get hold of my lighter clubs, and I was telling her to swing fast. People may disagree with this, but you have windows of opportunity as a junior to really develop a lot of speed and power. Power is, you know, speed associated with, with strength. And the strength will be built with participating in a lot of different sports and the coordination as well. Uh, but 
you really need, as a young uh, junior golfer, you want to, you know, I'm not trying to tell people to go out and swing as hard as you can. If you're under the guidance of a, of a professional, uh, golf professional, you know, you certainly need the instruction. Uh, but from a fitness standpoint, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with swinging fast when you're a little kid because you'll get that under control as you get older. Uh, so participating in a lot of sports is, is important. Developing good habits of exercise uh, uh, is very important, from, you know, whether it be eating correctly to, uh, you know, exercising on a daily basis. But I just think I'm just a huge believer in getting a good, well-rounded physical education. And, uh, and assessments, you know, I actually had doing a, a few of the uh, – functional movement pattern assessments on the junior players just kind of screen them to make sure that some of those developmental patterns are, are there and they, you know, they're missing. If they're not missing, then that's when they should work with somebody individually to uh, reestablish that stability pattern that they might be missing. But uh, from a general standpoint, you know, just playing a lot of different sports, you know, of course, I, kids are involved in a lot of things. There is a limit to that. Uh, but just don't play the one sport such as golf. You know, when you get older, you can do that. When you're 16, 17, 18, you know, you you could focus more on that. But when you're younger, you know, try to do as much, you know, soccer, tennis, all that, you know, that's great. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned about the uh, the, sweet, uh, the, the swing speed because that's uh, – actually mentioned by the big four uh, golf teachers in the latest edition of Golf Digest. Um, Ian Poulter's on the cover, and they interview, uh, they have a roundtable with Ledbetter and Butch Harmon and a couple other guys, and that was one of the things that Hank Haney brought up was the fact that uh, uh, people don't swing hard enough, actually. And mm-hmm. and they, they define why, it's, and it's not really a case of uh, you need to swing harder, it's to generate the club head speed and it was really interesting. So it's it's interesting that you know you talk about that as well. You know that to establish yeah. that, especially at an early age. Yeah, I think it's they just get used to the to the speed. You know what I mean? If they start out, you know, chipping really slowly and really watching their form and swinging real nice and easy and smooth. Their mm-hmm. body never gets programmed. Their body doesn't recognize what a what what speed is in movement pattern. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think the opposite make. You know, let your body recognize what that fast and speed and quick swing feels like. Your body feels like that. The nervous system kind of recognizes it. Then, you know, your strengths can develop with general conditioning and exercise, and the golf pro is going to hone that fast swing. And uh, he's going to get you hitting it straight. I mean, you could be a fast swinger and hitting it all over the place, but I think the golf professional would rather have that than a, you know, nice, easy, smooth swing that doesn't go anywhere. Terrific. Okay, thanks, Mark. All right, take care. Take care. This has been the Chicago Golf Report podcast. Visit chicagogolfreport.com right now for exclusive discount offers, Chicago golf news, and in-depth event listings.